Welcome to Sam and Maggie Hate Glee. Yeah. Um, I think the very beginning of our episode is going to have a little bit of Chris yelling in it. That's fun. He's yeah, streaming. That's fun. He is. That's, that's what he does. Um, um, which is chill. It's like an Easter egg for our podcast. Kind of, except everyone gets it and everyone hears it. And now they will definitely hear it because you pointed it out. <laughs> No, but I think it's a good thing. It's like a fun, you know, sort of gamifying element to our podcast. Like, it's an, oh, it's, yeah, it's an ARG. Yeah. <laughs> Catch it's the Sam, secret message. It's, it's all about intersectional media, you know, like. Yeah. Well, I guess people will be able to triangulate exactly when we recorded this. When we recorded. Oh, that's, I don't know about that. Like, I think they're, from what I can hear in my headphones, the uh, yelling is just sort of like subtle, you know. Oh, so it's, okay. it's going to be more of a more of a challenge than that. Sure. Um, anyway, this is Sam and Maggie hate Glee. You know, the yeah. one where we talk about Glee and stuff. The one where we talk about Glee and stuff. Like fuck, man, we talk about Glee every week. More. Th- We've recorded so many episodes recently, <laughs> and it's like my whole life has been yes. Glee for like four days. I can't. I don't know about it. I can't do I it. Mean, okay, here's the thing: if every episode had been like that Saturday Night Gleaver episode, yeah. man, it would have been fine. But it, unfortunately, they have not been. So, but what about Big Brother? Big Brother was pretty good. So it was okay. We've had like a. Because we've recorded, what, this is our third episode in, uh, like, a five week. days? A week? Yeah. Oh, damn, dude. That's just so many. Uh, but yeah. they've been okay, because it was Big Brother, Saturday Night Gleaver, and this one, which I think is pretty good. Okay. Well, let's just clarify. This is Season 3, Episode 17, Dance yes. with Somebody. Um, it's the Whitney Houston episode, yep. of course. Yep. Um, yeah, uh, it's the, another artist episode, even though we sort of just got one. I don't know. Well, I mean, we, we did an album, which isn't necessarily an artist so much, especially because that album has, like, Tina Turner and uh, yeah. the Bee Gees and a couple different people. But, uh, yeah, it, it's mostly because Well, we got Whitney the Michael Houston... Jackson episode, like, yeah, five that's true. episodes ago. Well, Whitney Houston died, though, like, that's recently true. in this timeline. But Michael Michael Jackson also did? They talked about his death in that one also. Yeah, I guess that's true. I, I think it's mostly because it's convenient, maybe. Like, I, I could see it. I could see that they want to, like, you know, yeah. pay tribute to Whitney Houston. That's fine. Totally. Um, Even though, like, they sort of contradict themselves. Yeah, a little with, bit. In the dialogue with that. But let's get into it with no recap at the start. Well, one oh, no, second. No, no. We got to do. We have to do the stats. Yes. Go, go for it. Uh, so this originally aired on April 24th, 2012, with 6.9 million viewers, which is up from last week, which only had 6.23 million. Okay. Uh, and the director was... Here, I've got it pulled up on my phone. Okay. Because I have my notes open, but I didn't write it in my notes. Oh, man. You know, I would get a I wouldn't get a passing grade on some of my notes for this podcast. <laughs> you should really be judging me harder, giving me worse no. grades. No, I'm not grading your notes, Maggie. <laughs> I don't have time for that. <laughs> Nobody does. It's true. No. 
Not even teachers. Okay, so it was directed by Paris Barclay, and it was mm-hmm. written by Ross Maxwell. Ross Maxwell, I, like, did a little Googling. He's just, like, a staff writer for Glee. He doesn't have a Wikipedia page, but he has an M- um, uh, international movie database. What's that? Oh, IMDb? Yeah, he has one of those. So okay. he's one of those kind of people, I guess. I don't yeah, know. and Paris Barclay is the gay black man, right? He is. Yes. So, yes. Okay, so, you know, it's a good sign, especially for the Whitney Houston tribute. Hopefully, hopefully this doesn't go too poorly. Um, so, you're right. We're jumping right in. We have no recap. Um, instead, we are starting right off with a song. Again, props. I, this is the best way to start yes. an episode. Um, but it is How Will I Know? Um, Which begins with Mercedes alone singing yes. to a picture of Whitney Houston uh, and... Uh, she sort of puts it away in a sh- like a locker shrine. Yes, uh, and, and Kurt, Santana, and Rachel all join in. Yes. Um. Here's the thing about this. This song is very slow. Um. Especially in comparison to the actual original. I, I appreciate the artistic choice they made here. Right? I'm not sure it worked perfectly, but it's like a pared-down version of the song. There's no instruments, really. Um, and there's, like, definitely an emotional tone to it. Yeah, uh, I'd be yeah. more okay with it if they didn't include the the key change at the end where it turns really, like, like in the original song, it's because it is entirely kind <laughs> of a, like, upbeat number. Yeah. And, like, the key change very much falls into, like, the, like, major key to major key kind of thing. Sure. It doesn't work, really, when you're doing, like, a dirge. Like... <laughs> Yeah, they are sort of like screaming half of it in yeah. a way. I like it's yeah. just I mean it's it's fine. Don't get me wrong, they don't sing it poorly or anything. It's just that like the artistic choice is strange, especially since you're doing a tribute <laughs> to Whitney Houston. Like Yeah. Oh, Shit. I mean, yeah, they have this weird locker shrine too, which yes, is great. The shrine. We do find out whose locker it is later. Uh yes. do you know? Uh isn't it Kurt's? We're, we're, Yes, you were watching yeah. the episode very closely. Good job. It is Kurtz. Um, yes. Because they're like, clean it later. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, which, the formal yeah. looks in the auditorium. Can we talk those formal looks? Yes. Yeah. Santana. Santana's the one that I can, like, really picture in my mind. Because yeah. she's wearing, yeah, the, like, the like gold, shimmery, it's a like, slinky gown. gown. It's, yeah. Yeah. She's, and she's got a bold red lip. Oh, mm-hmm. my God, Santana. <laughs> Like, not how allowed could you, how could you honestly um <laughs> kurt uh looks great in like a gray suit uh i think rachel's wearing white uh very yeah. virginal very bride-like we're gonna have to talk about virgin stuff later i'd rather not <laughs> now sure um, um and yeah. mercedes is in dark blue mm-hmm. and like good the the so this number is great. There is a part where Will is creeping on them as they go away from the locker. He, he does that a couple times. Yeah, this episode doesn't he? Yeah, he's, well, he's it is really it's really a return to form for Will. Yes, um, but so in order to kind of set up the fact that this is a special episode, um, they have so they're on the auditorium like you said. They have four spotlights on each of them, and then it kind of pans down on with yes. another spotlight into the Glee title card. Which is definitely something Glee doesn't do 
Um, yes. But it's cool for like yeah. including the title uh, into the visuals like that in a more cohesive way. I think it's cool. Uh, then at the end of the song, we find Will baffled by the grief as he's well, yeah, talking Maggie, to Emma. This should be no surprise. Shu cannot comprehend human feelings. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Because he is a yeah. psychopath. Like, <laughs> I just don't understand how people would care. <laughs> Look, I, I wrote down in quotes, I can pretend to love Whitney too. I don't know what they're so upset about. It's been two months. Uh, Emma like tries to reason with him by showing him a pamphlet about Princess Di. Yes. Um, like so an, an overcoming your grief about that. I think it's like why I cry every day or something. Yeah, and it has like um, a pic- like a cartoony like redheaded girl. <laughs> I gotta say the clip art that they use. Do you think this is drawn by like someone on the art department? I like, mean, it's, crew. Like it's so cartoony. It kind of has to be right. Like I've never seen clip art that's like so. Oh, especially since a lot of them is like really like. So you're a two-time in hell, like, very specific? Yes. I don't know. Um, so in the fiction, is Emma drawing these? I think so. Because, like, she I makes them, that. right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. Emma's pamphlets. So Emma is like, listen, Lady Di, Princess Diana died um, when... I was a senior in high school and it was really hard for me because those like emotions of grief were tied into me leaving high school and like being afraid of the next step or whatever. Which you can see the dawning look on Shu's face. He thinks he's some kind of psychoanalyst now. (laughs) Piece of shit garbage human. Um, Emma tries to empathize with him and he just steals the knowledge. He steals her revelation so that I way he can use it. Does that does Will think that like just stealing ideas makes him a good teacher? Because like I mean he does way, that all the time. So yes. Yeah. I guess is this just him using his life experiences and his lesson planning? But I, they're not his life experiences. They're other people's life yeah. experiences that and he is he, stealing. He rarely credits people, but I mean Ricky Martin did sing to the Glee Club as a Latin friend. That's true, and. Oh God! I oh, how could you say that? <laughs> I'm I am repeating what what Glee has said. Sam, I know, I know. It's just yeah, but, enumerating uh, its crimes. Okay, I, then, yeah. Uh, do we need to talk more about this women scene? I think it's no, it's no. Let's yeah. get to the Whitney lesson because yes. he's stealing this idea. He's written Whitney up on the board, and they're going to do it this week. Uh, yes, Kurt's well, ca- Kurt's in camo. It's a camo suit. <laughs> Beautiful. Is this when he has the hippo brooch? It is indeed. Okay. This yeah. is the day, the fateful hippo brooch day. <laughs> Mark it on your calendars. Um, but uh, when Will writes up, uh, is starting to write Whitney Houston. Everyone is excited except like a couple people, and like one of those people is Sam, who yeah, says, "Sam is like, is this like appropriate? Sh- appropriate?" And it's like. Oh, it's I don't know how to feel about that. It's Glee going back on like I don't ah. It's like if they're trying to address their own haters before there's hate. Do you know what I'm well, saying? But the thing is like they try to play it off as though like it's not that it's inappropriate because of death. It's inappropriate because Whitney Houston had a had drug, drug problem. problem. Yeah. yeah. Which like 
Mercedes, to be fair, they they do have Mercedes immediately shut this down to be like, she had a hard life, and like, let's celebrate her fucking music, asshole. Like, yes, but, uh, which is great because it's nice to see Mercedes um, angry at Sam. Honestly, yes. <laughs> thank God. She needs she needs to let some of that she needs to let some of that show. Honestly, after last week when he uploaded a video of her without her permission, um, yeah. But so she wants them to quote explore themselves because he thinks that this is all like. <laughs> emotion like they're just disguising their true emotions yes yes he's like um so i have evaluated what is happening here and so you're all associating this morning um with uh whitney's death but it's actually the death of your youth that you're mourning let me explain it to you yeah well that's the thing is santana's like um excuse me whitney was amazing we just love her and then will mansplains at her again (laughs) which he did that last episode too where he like tries to explain her own song to her and she's like no (laughs) stop yes and she's gotta speak up this is very shitty will sucks yeah, which she does, like, Rachel does kind of interrupt him a little bit to be like, okay, I think she was misguided attempts are just a good excuse for me to sing the Whitney Houston version of the Star Spangled Banner, so. Fuck yes, Rachel. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. they're going to do it. It's going to be great. Yes. Next, we go to the hallway. We see Kurt and Blaine at their lockers. They're chatting because that's what people do in this episode. They stand next to a bay of lockers and they have a chat. Yes. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah. Yeah, it's a lot of that. Well, it's like what Whitney Houston did in her life, Maggie. I think. Maybe. Lo- locker standing? I don't lo- Leaning against a bay of lockers? I don't know. Who? Okay. Uh, the hippo brooch is here. And yes. it's... It is proud. It is prominent <laughs> for sure. Um, which so Kurt is talking at Blaine a little bit yes. ab- about Whitney and Niata and all of that stuff. Blaine seems a little distant. That's been like a lot of these past few episodes. It's just especially Big Brother, Kurt just like explaining what was happening to people as like yeah. dialogue in a scene. <laughs> like what the fuck? <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. Like I mean, also this will come up later in the episode, but there is kind of a point here where like the only thing that we really see Kurt and Rachel talk about, except their relationships, is Niata. Which, to be fair, is a very important thing in both of their lives. So, like, true, but, like, it's like, Kurt's like, oh, well, yeah, like, I need to pick the perfect song, like, perfect Whitney song, so I can use it to audition for Niata, and you have to help me, Blaine. And Blaine is like, uh, no thanks. Um, <laughs> I'm out. Uh, uh, and, yeah, so Blaine ends up blowing him off, um... Like, because Kurt's gonna go to the music store or whatever, mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he's like, "I have something else to do," and he closes his locker very forcefully and leaves. Uh, yeah, yeah. So then we cut to the music store, which okay. So then Kurt is looking <laughs> through music, and then like the most hipster, loud musical gay shows up. Yeah, um, hipster is an interesting word to use there. It's, like, definitely Ohio 2012 interpretation okay. of a hipster, yes. maybe? Yeah, well, because he's wearing, a like, a hat. He's, and he he's has got like, a tiny hat. He's got a tiny skater hat. He's yeah, wearing it. Yeah, and he has, like, it. thick-rimmed glasses, and he has skinny jeans. Like, I, I you're right. Like, it's not real hipster, but I definitely think it is 2012 Ohio hipster. For so. sure. We find out that he's um, auditioning for NYU's theater department. Mm-hmm. Uh, and 
yeah. Then he's like, well, oh, you got a call back at Niata. It's like a whole thing. Well, he also, he like lavishes Kurt with compliments. He does. You must get compliments all the time on your amazing fashion sense. You're so attractive. (laughs) It's the hippo brooch, man. (laughs) Um, But like Kurt is enraptured. He loves, it's like you can tell that he is feasting. It's not that he's like into Chandler. It's like he's into Being admired. Yes. Exactly. Um, oh God! And then Which, Chandler yeah. does a, an impression of a New Yorker, I guess. <laughs> yep, that's uh, in the subtitles. So, yep. And uh, then asks for Kurt's number, and yep. that's the end of the scene. Kurt gives him his number. Well, it we actually appears. don't get in 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 typical Glee fashion. We don't get actual resolution as to whether why? or not he gave why him his number. Why do we number. never get resolution about anything? Why? <laughs> Explain it to me. Well, you know, it's hard to write that bit where Kurt's <laughs> like, oh, I'm thinking about a hard thing. Like, like, am I doing the right thing? I don't know. Guess I'm going to do it anyway. Like, they instead just leave us on that, like, weird questiony bit. Yeah, it's, it's like they're trying to, like, cliffhanger us Is it supposed mid-episode. to be deep? Is it supposed I... to be like, oh, what a quandary. Oh, oh. <laughs> oh Except... what, what will he choose? Except then we find out in a scene, any like two scenes later, just off the cuff. Like, come on. Ugh, uh, anyway, it's let, not good writing. It's bad. No, it's bad writing. But let's move <laughs> to the next scene. We because to, we ha- we have to. We yes, must. We must because there's nothing, there's nothing else in this scene anyway. Uh, but Brittany is starting. I want to dance with somebody. Which yes, yes. Can we talk about how it's one of the greatest songs of the past century? Yes. Can we, no, it, can it we is. Can we talk about that? <laughs> it it, it most certainly is. And, I mean, it deserves a cover because yes. everyone should get a hand, hand to this delicious pie. Uh, it's very good. It's a great song. And Britney starts it off by dancing with a couple of the Glee boys. Um, yeah, Mike, well, Blaine, Joe. Yep. Yeah, she kind of, like, pulls them out of their chairs to dance with them. And then eventually everyone kind of gets up and gets into it. But uh, Yeah, there's some yeah. weird vocal layering that we got a little bit in Big Brother also. Like, with, with uh... Because, like, Britney has a sort of, like... I don't know. Like, a lighter voice than other... Than, say, Santana. Sure. Which is why they add Santana into the song later. But, like, they layer Heather Morris's vocals really weird. It, like, just yeah. doesn't sound quite right. It does um, sound a little off, but, like... I still like it though. And what? Yeah, me too. And once they add Santana in, everything's perfect. Uh, yes, exactly. Like every, like everything, like the show. Um, well, not all of the show, but no. <laughs> like, so they're on the auditorium a, stage. They have like a big white but backdrop. Before we get there, oh, there sure. is some like awkward Quinn tension. Okay, I just really don't want to talk about this plotline because it's stupid. So we're, so we're just gonna say that, and then we're, so we're gonna move forward. We're just gonna say that. Santana joins in. They're in the auditorium, you were saying. Yeah, there's a big white backdrop on the stage somehow. Yes. Like, yes. It, it looks like they're in a TV a little bit, but um, also... Um, yeah, I mean, in the Whitney music video, there's a lot more, like, the the set is a, very colorful. Yes. Um. So it's sort of odd that they went for this aesthetic, but still tried to reference the music video, which I, yeah. Cause Santana and Brittany are both wearing outfits that are definitely very Whitney Houston. Like, yeah, they're like oh. pulled, they're pulled nearly directly from 
like right. that outfit. And it's they're great. Oh my god. Yes. Matching silver dresses with matching head bows. Yes. No, it's what very the, good. What the hell? Like Oh well, my god. And the best part is on top of this too, they also change the lyrics so that they're talking about yes. a woman and it's just like, yes, 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 yes. And then Brittany is like, at the end of the song, Brittany's like, yeah, I mean, uh, Santana's my favorite to dance with for sure, but everyone yeah. else is okay. And Quinn, uh, you're dancing in my dreams. Also, you can breathe fire. <laughs> yeah, which um, I wrote down a note, Quinn sad. Um Let's move to the next scene. Quinn's sad. Uh, there, there oh, is sorry. some like weird incongruous choreography and editing yeah. in um, that number, which is I think reminiscent of the music video. But I ain't mad at it. I love it actually. <laughs> well, that's it's like how last episode um, we had a lot of like really good choreography, even though it was kind of yes. cheesy and hokey sometimes. <laughs> like, yes. like this is like kind of reminiscent of that. But like you're saying, in kind of the same way as the music video. Like, it's an 80... Like, this... The music video is an 80s music video. Of course it's, like, weird and, like, there's some weird editing stuff yeah. in it. Like... <laughs> because it, just the limitations of the time. Yes. And, but, I mean, it emulates it well in a very good way. Um, mm-hmm. Like, they have... There's bits where it's Britney and a bunch of Cheerios, or it's Santana and a bunch of Cheerios, or it's them together alone, or it's them with together with the Cheerios. So it's like... Did they perform it seven times? I mean, <laughs> no, who knows? Who cares? It's great. Um, so next scene, Quinn's sad. She's so sad, yes. Maggie. She's so sad. Um, because uh, Joe noticed, and he's asking her about it at the lockers, as you pointed mm-hmm. out. Um, but another uh, locker chat, locker chat number two. <laughs> yeah. So Joe pretty much is asking Quinn about physical therapy. How's it going? And Quinn is very down on it. She's like, I haven't seen any progress. It's been very bad. I hate it. I hate myself. I hate everything. Um, and so Joe's like, well, what if I come with you? Which, yeah, he, and then he admits that he cares for Quinn. Mm -hmm. Um, and like, he thinks that being a Christian is about doing proper action, which is, which is chill. Um, yeah. next. So this it's, transitions into a Wemma scene. It does. Uh, em, uh, Will presents Emma with like this pop-up card thing. And it's like, I hired Mr. Lavender. He's the best wedding planner. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then Emma's like, Are, do you want to move up our wedding date? Cause that's part of why Will has hired this person is to, um, move up their wedding date. Uh, yeah. In May. Well- is that about S E X? Which yeah. yeah. Well, okay. So originally we find out that their wedding is planned for December because yes. that's Christmas, Christmas time and they can just use the direc- decorations that are already at the church. Um, but Will informs us and Emma that he wants to get married in one month. He wants to yes. give them one month of time to plan a wedding because yeah. he's a monster. Um, yep. Which, like you're saying, Emma asks about that and Will's like, no, no, no. Uh, and Emma is like skeptical, but then Will forces her into it by kissing her, because that's how relationships work. Yeah, Ick. let's move forward from Wemma. It's terrible. Yeah. Uh, so Kurt is texting Chandler in the next scene when he's having his locker chat with Rachel. Uh, yes. Because let me tell you, this episode is all locker chats. <laughs> uh, and uh, 
apparently Finn has been making puns about race, uh, Rachel's boobs. Okay, if we actually text. if we actually got any of those, I would have so much more respect for Finn as a character. But yeah, like, I want to know what those puns are. Oh my god! Because <laughs> Rachel's telling us apparently Kurt, or Finn sends her these cutesy texts, and she's like, you know, they're mostly puns about my boobs, but I still appreciate them. Um, because she figures that this text that Kurt is getting is from Blaine, yes. but oh ho ho, no, it's from uh, the music store man, Chandler. Yes. Um, uh, I, I was going to do like a Chandler impression right there, but then I really decided to pull back and realize what? that I don't know how to do one. I was going to say, what is a Chandler impression? Because I feel like it's just I was talking. An, is there an accent What's the deal Chandler? with... No, that's Seinfeld. I don't know. <laughs> um, but uh, no, what this leads to, though... Kurt gives us a description of, quote, lesbian bed death, which... Well, because, like, him and Chandler are for real flirting yes. over these texts. Oh, we, we, should, we should note that, like, like, it sounds... The way that Kurt... Like, the ones we get are a little, like, cutesy. We get one later that's way flirty, but, like, these are very flirty. Like, they're, like... Yes. Like, they're not... Yeah. It, they're, they're like also, admiring each other he, well, it's just chandler complimenting him yeah that's the thing we don't really know what kurt is sending to chandler but uh it does seem like chandler is just dropping a lot of one-liners on kurt mm-hmm. <laughs> like which um i mean that is kind of what gay flirting is in high school i guess so anyway <laughs> no but lesbian bed death kurt read about it on the internet apparently <laughs> <laughs> apparently when yes lesbians live together for too long they become like sisters um which he then compares him himself and blaine to i guess sisters that are lesbian like it's so he's stupid like, like, i hate blaine this are, me and blaine are like an old married couple yeah. um which they but... kind of are though a little bit um yeah. But, like, we like them for that. But uh, Rachel is aghast. <laughs> Blaine yeah. dr- does dress like an old man. So. That is true. Yeah. Uh, Rachel is aghast, especially when Kurt tells her that they don't, they, they haven't had a scheduled makeout session in no, a long un- time. It is an unscheduled oh. makeout session. So right. Assu- assumedly, they are still having scheduled makeout sessions, but they're just not doing it spontaneously. Which Rachel is aghast, but I'm like, Rachel, schedules are tough. Come on. <laughs> anyway. Uh, she doesn't get it. No. Because Finn is at her beck and call whenever she needs him. Finn doesn't have a life. <laughs> That's true. Um, but so Rachel ends up kind of like, Rachel is, Kurt, you need to get a grip. She's like, you need to figure, like, stop this. Um, because... He's like, oh, but it's innocent. And she's like, would you show those to Blaine? And he's like, no. And she's like, well, then it's not that innocent. Which, you know, props. Rachel's right. If only, if only this had been... The, I mean, that's a perfect moment for um, for a Britney Spears number. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but no, don't worry. Glee does, gra- does cater a scene to a specific song later. So, yes. you know, yeah. we'll yeah. get well, there. That's how they write these episodes, Maggie, is they look at the lyrics <laughs> of these backwards. songs and they go, how can we finagle the plot into making this happen? It's a um, jukebox musical, my dude. That's all they are. That's yeah. Um, so the next scene, uh, we see Joe and Quinn. Yeah. Um, so they're gonna sing to each other in front of the Glee Club. Mm-hmm. Uh, and by to each other, I mean like a foot away from each other. Um, yes. Well, yeah, because you remember Quinn's in a wheelchair, so. A lot of this is Joe with the guitar, like, leaning down to get, like, right in her face. Like, yes. 
<laughs> which like I, I did write down all the people in Glee Club get really judgy during this number. Like, it's it's more it's more of them all being like, Oh, like what's happening here? Okay. Yeah. Well, like the couples share like quote knowing looks. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> yes, stupid. For sure. And then we get like it's interspersed with a couple moments of like weird sexual tension from Quinn's uh physical therapy. Yes. Uh, <laughs> Okay, so here's a question. First of all, let's just clarify. This number is saving all my love for you. It's fine. It's kind of vanilla, as most Quinn songs are. Um, but Joe is helping with physical therapy? Is that normal? Already. Is that, is that a normal thing? I think it, I think it can be. Um, okay. To have, like, a physical therapist teach you how to do something so that, like, you can yeah. help the person do physical therapy, not in, like, you know, in, in like, the, your everyday yeah. life. Right. So... I don't okay. know. Maybe? It's, it's just, um, later he just does it by himself. And I'm like, does he have a degree in physical therapy? Because I don't think so. Um, <laughs> no, I think they're just flirting. Well, <laughs> in like a really weird way. Yeah, because physical therapy gets almost sexy. Um, but Joe pulls away. <laughs> so. Yes. Um, and apparently this song was just about sexual frustration. It, they do sing about boning in it yes so it's it is very odd yeah honestly. i mean it's they they were like what's another whitney song we could do oh i know this one like it's yes. fine it's just like again it, it really harkens back to a lot of like quinn's duet numbers where she sings with a dude especially one that she's interested in like those all come yeah. off as like these like white bread like generic love songs which this is not one of those like the uh, yeah but totally the way that they sing it Kind of is. Like, yeah, it, it's, it's sort of Quinn's flair added yes. to it. So the next scene, it's another song right away. Love it. Yes. Yes. It's uh, Rach Tana. Rach oh. Tana singing oh. So Emotional. Yes. And it's amazing and it's also, so gay. Okay. It's so gay. Okay. This is also double the tempo of the original. Which is great. Let it. Let's just like speed this shit up because we're gonna fit all as many numbers as possible. And you know we have at least ten more locker chats. You know we gotta fit. <laughs> we gotta pack this shit in. My my only problem with it is that some of the lines come off as like almost slurred because of how fast they're doing it, and it's just like. <laughs> But I don't understand. Like, I guess it's because it's they great, needed to like... make up the time that How Will I Know took up. Sam? Yeah. Or saving all my love for you. Yeah. Um, okay. I mean, it's not bad. It's just a little confusing because, again, it's a memorial episode. But, but the Why? number is great, right? Like, yeah. it's. Yeah, it's great. It, I do love. I've realized one of the things is that, like, all of the. My, my YouTube history has gotten real messed up by both Glee <laughs> and also just life. Um, but one of the, like, videos that are... One of, like, the videos that keep getting recommended when I watch Glee songs are yes. all Santana duets. Like, all um, of yeah. them. So... Um... <laughs> Because they're the best ones? Yes. So, yeah, here no, we are, I, saying it? Yes. I'm just saying, it's like, obviously, this is amazing. Um, of course it is. Finn is filming. Yes. Uh, Brittany dabbles in that as well. Mm-hmm. And we get a text on Kurt's phone. Um, that, it's another Chandler It almost has a dirty word text. in it. So yeah, like it's, he almost has a bad word. How <laughs> scandalous! Um, but we also it is a it's a pun. A, yes, he, like compares Kurt to Cleopatra because he's got and, a great asp. 
Yeah, the asp. <laughs> Which, uh, that seems offensive to Cleopatra. But also... Doesn't um, it? <laughs> also, we see Blaine looking miserable during yeah. this scene. <laughs> oh my god. Like he looks like his heart is breaking a thousand times. Yeah, so he, sad. He looks like all of his family died the day before. Like <laughs> he one of the things that I love about this episode, I do admit, is that like Blaine if we're using the trickster demon or like theory here, yeah. it it just fits so well. Blaine is like hamming up how fucking like <laughs> awful he was. <laughs> it's so good i think it's more of like he is he's sort of reformed himself in a way Mm. he does love kurt but in his own weird demon way okay Um, no i um, mean this he is he he is at least a little bit sad and is being sort of dramatic about it (laughs) okay well let's Uh, let's keep going we do get a snooping sam as well he's like reading kurt's text over his shoulder did you notice that i did but like also it's weird i just feel like there's a lot of things that like the background characters just do (laughs) during numbers because they don't have anything like like they're not getting caught doing them i guess like yeah i mean it's definitely interesting direction um (laughs) just do whatever you want you're not a part of the scene they gotta pack in more like dialogue somehow even if it's text during a song yeah they gotta fit it all in sam there's so much so the next is the glee girls in the bathroom they're talking uh, about quinn and joe's very obvious tension during the song Mm -hmm. um yeah and then quinn is (laughs) just like a real sad sack about it she's like nobody could ever love me so she was like joe pulled away he's clearly grossed out by like my body and like my life like wouldn't you be i am so (laughs) it's very sad um but like i don't know it's it's fine let's move forward it's not right but it's okay (laughs) Uh, (laughs) hey now um that's not where that's not where we are yet obviously we have somewhere to go but i thought the moment was just too perfect so So, will arrives yes to his apartment where mr lavender has arrived to plan the wedding mr lavender is also like a six foot stocky man which is fun for the joke that like you don't expect a wedding planner to be like that i guess he is scully from brooklyn 99 um that's like his most recent like well-known role if you need a visual i did look up the actor's name earlier. Didn't write it down. Didn't think it was worthwhile to repeat that information. You can Google it yeah, yourself. You he's, are holding a phone in your hand right now. Do it. He's literally in only this scene. But Will fucks up the pronunciation and like super... Because it's gets, Lavender. Lavender? It's I think something it's, like that. Yeah. but uh, And then he like super judges the planner. He's like, you don't look like a wedding planner. Like, yeah. And yeah. That's the joke. So Will... Um, is like we need a stage. I will be rapping during the reception, and it needs to be big enough so that all my friend, my high school friends, can. <laughs> and I don't mean my friends from high school. Well, I sort of do. I'm a teacher. Uh- <laughs> no, yeah, he gets real groomzilla about it. Like he's just like he does. He's like I have to rap, and it has to be a big stage, and it has to be in May. And Mr. Lavender's like, well, I checked, and there's no venues in May that meet all those requirements. And Will is like, no, there has to be one. You're fired because you can't do the miracle that I want because I'm unreasonable. 
he has a tantrum. He leaves. Um, yep. and he does fought. He does seem to fire him, right? Yes. No. It's it's definitely implied that he's like, well, if you can't do it, I'll just find someone else or do it myself. Um. So the next scene is with Sam and Joe. They're in the <sighs> weight room locker room area, and Joe comes up to Sam and is like, "Let's talk about getting boners around <laughs> Quinn Fabray." <laughs> <laughs> it is. Sam makes Joe clarify that he wants to talk about, quote, in your pants feelings, which at that point I was like, I'm out. I'm done. No more. <laughs> it is. It could be the opening to a gay porn, basically. It is. Oh, would I watch that? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Um, oh. it's hilarious though, honestly. Yes. Uh and uh Sam uh Joe talks about how he um he wants to stay pure because of faith. Uh <laughs> yep. he doesn't he wants to save it for marriage, and Sam's like, Listen, I worked as a stripper, I've had sex. <laughs> yeah, I I wrote down Sam says fuck virginity. Um like <laughs> also, okay, there is something really gross here, which is that yeah. Sam a lot of the shit Sam says propagates this idea that like men can't control themselves around women. Like he's like, Bible times were easier. There weren't short shorts to make me think about sex all the time because I'm just a monster who can't keep it in his (laughs) pants. And it's like, I can imagine Sam is like that, but like not all men, you know? (laughs) Okay. So let's move forward. Um, (laughs) <laughs> that was pretty good, though. You're right. Uh, Joe is like, I, listen, it's right to put the uh, spiritual over the physical because it makes you closer to God. Yeah, like, he, he essentially... They're talking about faith in a way because that is the only thing Joe knows about. He yes. Was, he's like a weird homeschool kid who only got Christian education. Yes. He's essentially saying we need to leave some space for Jesus, you know? <laughs> um. Anyway, <laughs> let's move on. Uh Gasp. Oh no, this scene. Yes. Uh, oh no. So oh, no. Blaine Blaine finds out about Chandler. Like and uh, so yeah. Kurt Kurt either doesn't lock his phone or like his notifications read I, I bet his, his entire I message. Bet it, yeah, his notifications read his message and uh Blaine definitely knows his passcode. Oh that yeah, that's a good point. But uh Blaine finds that Kurt's phone is full of flirty, sexy Chandler messages. Ooh. Yeah. Um, and Blaine is rightfully upset, in mm-hmm. my opinion. Um, so he's like, listen, the he reads some of the texts. Um, they are in a similar flirty vein as yep. the ones we have seen. They're escalating in a way. Uh, like Chandler's like, we can reenact the scene from this romantic movie. I can't remember what it is. <sighs> yeah. Uh, it's a New York movie, whatever. Um, and, like, what we're going to do in New York, all this shit. And Blaine's just like, what the hell is this? You sent me four texts in the past two days, and three were about peach-colored shoe polish. Like, what is happening? <laughs> oh, that's a real look into their lives. But, um, yeah, Blaine... <laughs> what, what? Who's wearing the peach-colored shoes? Blaine. <laughs> Blaine. Right? <laughs> Anyway, so Kurt was telling him to find shoe polish for his peach colored shoes. I guess, or or maybe is- Blaine was like, "Where can I find peach colored shoe polish?" And Kurt was like, "Oh, I know the perfect place. It's that store over by the music <laughs> store. Also, it'll look great on your shoes." Um, but no, Blaine calls this cheating. Um, Kurt does remind us and Blaine about Sebastian, which 
let's be real. Fair point. Fair point. Yeah. Um, uh, definitely yeah. because Sebastian did almost blind Blaine. Yes. That happened. They had long telephone chats about wine, pi- wine stain piping. Yes. Uh, I, it, probably because Sebastian was like hitting on Blaine a lot, and Blaine was just like, "Yeah, the, no thanks. Yes, please stop." Or you know, evil stuff. Um, but yeah, or Blaine is evil. Let's remember. <laughs> yes, uh, because so Kurt goes into a little bit where he's like, "I don't feel loved," and then Blaine oh. reminds us that he gave up everything for. Yeah, Kurt. he's like. I like changed schools for you. I like how does that not make you feel loved? All this shit. Um, which, <laughs> it's like, so honestly, devious. No, honestly, yeah, though, in a way, like it's like, hey, Kurt, if you have like, if you're upset with the way that we're interacting, say something. That's basically his point. Yeah. Um, th- Kurt says, "I'm sorry if that made you upset." In like Which, this weird, yeah, <laughs> it's it's weird because it's like Blaine is obviously upset. Darren Chris is performing, yes, it, uh, pretty well. He seems genuinely upset. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, no, uh, Kurt Kurt is being shitty. Like, <laughs> yeah, the dialogue is just weird. Like the dialogue expects Blaine's performance to be worse. I guess, <laughs> yeah, because also. It also gets weird because Kurt brings up the fact that he doesn't get solos anymore. And it's like... Which, like, was he getting them before? That no. was, like, his whole... The whole crux of his personality is he wasn't getting enough attention. <laughs> yeah, it's like... Yeah, it's it's just... I, I mostly... Like, I think there's some something here to be said that, like, obviously, like, it's like a real relationship, whatever. But also, like, Blaine is just making Kurt feel so shitty for he, wanting to yeah. be loved. <laughs> <laughs> in, in a way, yes. Um, I guess, like, I don't know. They just haven't really figured out what each other's needs are, and they're not communicating very well. Um, but they're young. Yeah. Uh, what can you do? Yeah. Uh, so, Kurt, like, sort of stumbles, trying to end the argument by saying, it's okay, it's okay. And Blaine says, it's not right, but it's okay. Yes. Well, the way he says don't forget, is so this good. is the Whitney Houston episode. This is the uh, like a very Blaine thing to do, which is to start a song with a little like nearly the song speech. Yes. Well, it's great mostly because he says that in like a very specific way. Um, but also, <laughs> like the song music starts, and then it cuts to the Glee room where Blaine is getting up to perform, and he says, "This is for anyone yes. who's been cheated on." Um, yes, he airs their dirty laundry to the new directions. Like, here it is, everyone. Kurt cheated on me. Like, <laughs> and, uh, it's shitty. Like, it is shady and awful. Like, it's really mean. What? I think this Whatever. is really mean. Kurt but... did cheat on him and then didn't even really apologize. Yeah, like that's true. No, I mean, I'm not saying it's unjustified. I'm just saying that it's very mean. Like, what this, this scene kind of... Well, so... It, this one is another one where they, like, mimic the music video very... Like, they try really hard to, like, recreate yeah, the music video. Yeah, but it's, it's, like, a dream sequence in Blaine's head half of, for half of it. Mm-hmm. Or I, I don't know if they... Maybe they perform this number on the stage as well. I, I, I mean, don't know. if they did, that makes it way worse. Because the point is, like, in the original music video, obviously the song is about, like... She Whitney Houston is singing about a man who cheated on her. And mm-hmm. in the music video, they have the backup is like all of these women that are like, like, and I, I like the message there where it's like, 
I don't know. It just feels like it's a very like female power message. Yes. Whereas very feminist. Yeah. Very, very egalitarian. Gotta love a good Whitney Houston song. But Um, here they're replaced with the Glee Club. Like, yes, they are. Who are all have like sort of like take that kind of faces on. Like, it's just (laughs) so mean. Like, and it's everyone except for Kurt. And so like the implication is that all these people are like singing at Kurt. And it's just like, ouch. Like, ooh. Yeah. I gotta ooh. say, with the like with like the scenes that are in the auditorium of them on stage, I get like a sort of weird weakest link kind of vibe <laughs> from Blaine. Yes. Like, he's like he's the hostess of the weakest link. Mm. He's emulating emulating that character oh, in a way. Yes. Yes, I see that. <laughs> who is who is leaving tonight? <laughs> Which exactly. of you is the stupidest? I think it's just like the set design also. Like it just sort of <laughs> Well, I mean it... he has like a little desk. Which like... that's in the that's in the original music video though. Like yeah. Which is I don't know, it translates very strangely to someone who like has maybe seen that music video once and doesn't remember it. Exactly. You know? No. Which to be fair, I feel like that does happen for a lot of these like music video recreations. Is that they like yes. they had the like set designer watch it once through like a filter and then they were like, Okay, <laughs> yes. now make that. Like we have to we have to be careful about copyright guys. We can't make it exactly the same, but we need to make it kinda like it. So <laughs> Yes, yeah. well, that is that's the show. It's a repackaging <laughs> of of songs that Fox already owns. Yes, and they're trying to make more money on. Yeah. Okay, so we hear Santana say "snap" at yeah. the end of the number. <laughs> yes, it's just like "oh snap," um, which is amazing. Yes, and uh, Blade just sort of like stalks out of the room, mm-hmm. like. He storms out a little bit. But he's he is sad um, at the same time. It's a sad storm out. Yes. Um, sad, angry storm out. Yes. Sad angst plane. Which, unfortunately, now we have to go back to another locker chat. <laughs> oh, it's another one. It's Rachel and Santana talking about ambition and how, like, their duet was amazing. How did it take them three years to get here? And then, like, they're like, we should have been friends this whole time, obviously. Yeah, well, obviously, uh, you you missed the critical phrasing here, Maggie. Rachel does come to tell Santana they blew their chance. Wink. <laughs> <laughs> and then she makes her put up a picture of her in her locker. Yes. Okay. How gay is that? That's very gay. Although I do also really like the ambition recognized game aspect of it, where Santana's yes. like, "Me and you're the only people at this school who'd be willing to kill their best friend to get ahead." So. <laughs> It's amazing, and the the picture is like Rachel's school picture. Yeah, like she's like, here I have an extra, and I want you to hang it in your locker. <laughs> oh, it'd be better if it was a signed headshot, but we can't all be Rogelio. So, <laughs> oh my God, Rachel surely has sh- signed headshots all the time. <laughs> okay, uh, okay, so. Blaine, uh, nope, that, nope. I, sorry, I started reading the wrong part of my notes. You're good. Here we go. It's a Bert and Kurt conversation. We're in Kurt's room. He is labeling things with post-it notes, trying to figure out where, what stuff is going to go where. Yep. Uh, oh. Yeah, and Bert. Yeah, that's, then, that, that was fun to not do, you know? <laughs> I know, same. Like, just get rid of everything. <laughs> oh, or ignore everything, just get more stuff. Um... Yes, uh, but Bert has so a we, nice monologue. Bert has yep. a speech. He calls them Starsky, Starsky and Gay Hutch. I like that. Which is cute. Um, yes. He's 
it's a it's a great speech, right? Yeah, no, I think it's great. Um, effectively, it it's kind of I I think this might be one of the one places where like honestly, this father son relationship of like single father and his son, I just I feel like Glee nails this one pretty consistently. They really they really get it right. Yeah, it's true. Yeah, I think it's partly um the performances. Oh as yeah. Well, just really sell it. Um it burnt laments change and how he, Kurt is leaving and basically like entropy. Yes. In general. Oh, um, God. Yeah, none of it lasts, Maggie. None of it lasts. <laughs> uh we f- see that Clayne's prom picture is um marked with like the like a bad sticky note. I can't yes. remember what which one it's for. Throw away, uh, I think. Maybe. Yeah. And then uh Bert says we made each other men. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I don't know. It, it, it's like a good sentiment, I think. Yeah, and from... specifically, we have to point this out because there's some poetry later in this episode. But Bert mm-hmm. has been avoiding their Friday night dinners. Um, you'll remember yes. this is a tradition they've had since the beginning, um, because they only have each other. Blah blah blah. But Bert's been avoiding them because uh, they're not going to have them anymore. Which, like when you say that it sounds weird because it doesn't make logical sense but it is something that i feel like everyone has some experience with of being like yeah like i'm avoiding the thing that won't happen like like that's about to end because i don't want it to end but like i because you don't like it's just emotional i don't know yeah he's he's got emotional senioritis with his son yeah uh which sure okay um and there's they turn it around and have a lot of emotional vulnerability yeah at the end of this argument, and it's actually really good. Thank God it wasn't in a bay of lockers. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and also thank God it wasn't like a like pep talk about how to fix things with Blaine. <laughs> yeah, <sighs> he yeah he we just sort because of, Bert mentions the photo and he's like, "We are not taking this." And Kurt's just like, "I'm having trouble with Blaine," and Bert's just like, "Oh, that's a bummer." Yes. Like, he doesn't like <laughs> dig deep into it. He's just like, "Yeah, okay." Yep. Um. But yeah, it's a very good... Again, honestly, I love Kurt and Burt scenes. I feel like they are consistently very hard-hitting for me. Like, every time I'm just like, oh, that that really... That, I feel that. I feel that one. So Yeah, because Bert's just like the best dad ever. Yes. Hell yeah. Um. So the next scene is another song. Hooray. Yes. It's Kurt to the New Directions. And he is uh, singing a song to express his regrets. Yeah, he's singing uh, I Have Nothing, um, which is, again, classic Whitney Houston. It's a very good song. It is. Um, yep. Probably the best part is that during the song, because once again, Blaine has aired their dirty laundry to everyone, I, so Glee I knows. hope you say the scene, that I, the moment that I'm hoping you're saying. Because there's, there's a moment where Mike turns around to look at yes. Blaine, and then Blaine yes. like gives him like a weird like un, a, like a look in return that's kind of like, what the hell are you looking at? Like, <laughs> Yes, it's so fucking great. It's very good. Oh my god. Uh, it's the best thing ever. Like It's like, hey, if you didn't want... like yeah, If you didn't want it's everyone sort of... to be involved in your business, you shouldn't have involved them in your business. <laughs> it's great. Yes. Uh, so, yeah, the song is... It's what it is. Um, yeah, uh, Kurt is singing to a stationary mic. Yeah. And I would say that... I don't know if this is really in Kurt's wheelhouse. No, that's... As a performer. Yeah, that's part I... of it is... He does the entire thing in, like... like in typical... Like... I guess it's kind of typical court fashion, but like with the very high pitch and it's just 
it's fine, but he's not Whitney Houston, you know? Yeah, it's his voice is just suited to different show not showbiz. This, no, yeah, it's not this kind of music. No, um, yeah, which is fine. It's just not a great cover. No, you know? I, I it's agree. It's a different interpretation than I would prefer. Yep. So that's the song. Next. Yeah. Next is uh, and now. We're in the locker room because Puck has yes. stolen things from people and is giving them away as gifts. I loved this. Puck has like goodie bags from like a six-year-old's <laughs> birthday party. It's great. Yes. Uh, he gives he gives them to his friends. The, the quote dudes of Glee 2012. Yeah, because he's had guitar picks engraved with that for all of them. It is so wholesome yes well he does he does make a jab at finn saying that he couldn't get his balls back from rachel um <laughs> that part is great actually and uh and he and yeah he stole the shot glasses like the it's stolen great. shot glasses inside of it mike says um like di- dinosaurs something dinosaurs and, on ice and then blaine's yes. is drink till she's cute which oh so good um it's just great um and then uh, puck's just like listen we gotta remember our bromance i love you (laughs) yes which okay one of the things is it's it's interesting that they've decided that like blaine is a bro yeah isn't it (laughs) whereas like i'm just like that's They, they start the scene with like some boys throwing around a basketball. Yes. Like, very athletic. Um, which makes sense, I guess. Like, Blaine is sort of an athlete with his punching and his muscles. Right. Yeah. No, he is. Except it's just like... I don't know. It's it's just uh, it a weird like dichotomy. missing someone else. Like, where's Rory? Right? Well, Joe? Mm. Yeah, they just sort of... Re- Did, is, was, is Joe in this scene? I don't think he is. No, he's not. And also, I think... Part of it is that um, at the when when he came to talk to Sam, Sam was like, "Hey, you want to lift?" And Joe is like, "No, thanks." And like Joe sits down next to Sam, and his arms are skinny. So yeah, he's a skinny boy. Yeah, uh, I'm just saying he so, doesn't yeah, seem very athletic. And, and these goodie bags are great, very cute. And I don't know, Blaine does sort of fit in with the boys. He got he got he got a leather jacket. Remember? Yeah, he was. He does. <laughs> it's just I, I just find it interesting because even though we have like queer characters they're mm-hmm. still like shoving them into these like gender boxes bo- yeah, like, these, stereotypes like, g- so gender boxes yeah because they don't know how to separate characters except by gender way. yeah Ugh, except by pairs to have them at locker chats <laughs> um also yes so emma counsels clean in the next scene we're in emma's office and she's like, I'm experienced. I helped Sam and Mercedes. And Blaine's like, Sam Sadie's broke up. So. Well, I love the way that Blaine is in this scene because he's it's great. He is just not here for this shit. Because like Emma, he's like, are you qualified to be a counsel or a, a counsel or a therapist, a couple's counselor? That's what it is. Mm-hmm. And Emma's like, well, sort of, not really. And- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So but... they start having this conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because Sheila's like, this is a safe space. I just want you to be able to air your differences with each other. Yes. Uh, and uh, Kurt is like patronizing. He's like, I'm actively listening. <gasps> yeah. No, Kurt comes uh, off as really shitty because it's also implied that Kurt is the one who set up this meeting. So like, mm-hmm. and then, well, there's a moment. So first, like Blaine does kind of do an apology ish where he's like, I got really mad about these texts. And like, to be fair, I was kind of doing the same thing with Sebastian. Um, but it was really upsetting that like it was going on. And then Kurt is like, well, I sang you a song. So yeah, the quote is I sing a song to express my regrets. Right. Um, Like, and then, then Blaine is just like, so I have these other grievances as well. You should not be snapping at waiters. How dare you? Oh my God. I was so happy they called this because I was like, yes, Sam and Maggie got Sam and Maggie clocked this one. You hear? It's true. We did. Oh, uh, they also, uh, he's also like, uh, yeah. And please stop putting bronzer in my lotion. Yeah. Uh, well, in his hand lotion. <laughs> Cause <laughs> he only uses lotion on his hands. So it makes his hands just look tan. It, um, because Kurt is like, oh, well you look good with a little bit of color. <laughs> <laughs> Which oh, God. it's weird for a person to, <laughs> okay, here's the quote. It looks weird if a person just has tan hands. Well, and then I love how Emma is like, Kurt, do you think it'd be okay if Blaine didn't have tan hands? And it's just like, (laughs) (laughs) but, um, uh, so then Blaine gets to like the root of their problems by being like, all we do is talk about Niata and New York city and how you're going to move away. And I already feel abandoned by you basically because you just want to get out of here so bad. Yeah. And um, it, it I, I wrote down, this is where like the poetry with Bert is. Cause it's, it seems to be a similar thing where like Blaine seems to be avoiding Kurt because he's sad about the fact they're not going to be to like, they won't be together anymore. And like, blah, yeah. blah, blah. Um, there is a fun part where Kurt is like, Oh no, it's going to be fine. We're still going to be together. We're going to Skype every day. And also you're going to come to New York every weekend. So, okay, here's the thing. Blaine does have a lot of money because he's a trickster demon. Right. Like, he can just... Well, he's a rich kid. He, yeah. Um, and uh, in the, I guess in the fiction, yeah, his parents are very wealthy. He went to Dalton. That's sort of like what... Yeah, the rich people I don't know. And like the inside do. of his room is nice, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. It's hard to judge exactly what's going on there. Uh, but also, he can teleport because he is right yeah which i mean i'm surprised he shared <laughs> that information human. with kurt though yeah well yes well i just <laughs> to to tie in with the trickster demon thing i did write down blaine shames kurt for being excited because <laughs> that's kind of what's going <laughs> a, on here a, a little bit uh so blaine t- ends up telling kurt um that he's the love of his life mm-hmm. and they profess their love yep they hug and Blaine noisily smells Kurt. Ew. <laughs> That's what it is. Uh, maybe he's sniffling I'm, I'm not... because he was crying. Okay. I don't know. But I do we'll like... Watch it again. I... It's not a sniffle. It's like a long... <sighs> exactly. <laughs> okay. Let's move, uh, okay. Let's move the on. The next scene is yeah. it's Wemma and the wedding. Uh, they're discussing wedding planning some more. Uh, and Will's like, we're going to get married at a campground. It's going to be great. We're going to do it in May. It's happening. We have, There's all these things that make this campground great. And Emma's like, I have OCD 
why would you think this is something I'd want to do? Yeah, which I do like. Um, one, I love the fact that Emma is kind of like owning this. Um, and also, yeah. she has a line, which is a joke, but I think it's funny that she, she says, I have to throw a broom away after I use it, which like <laughs> is kind of funny. Um, also, there is something I wanted to know because I was watching with Chris. Um, at the beginning of this scene, uh, Will, like, intentionally overpronounces Mr. Lavender's name. Um, and Chris is like, I oh. I hate when people do that. Like, I That's so hate gross. when people, like, to, like, kind of, like, do, they do it in, like, a, such a shitty way to be, like, rude yeah. to someone because they didn't know how to pronounce their it's, name. Like, It sucks. It sucks a lot. Yes. Uh, and Will, it's because Will sucks. Exactly. Also. Yes. That's why he did it. It's because he's horrible. Yes. Uh, so... <laughs> Emma really drives to the root of the problem here because it's not what Will has been saying. It's not that he just has to get married to her right now because of love or something. S-E-X, Maggie. (laughs) It's it's because of his love for the Glee kids and he wants them there. Yes. Uh, They have to be there, of course. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, which, like... Which it, it's nice because Emma kind of like pushes him into realizing this himself. Um, and then Emma reminds us how normal teaching works, which is that um, you get new kids every year and it's kind of like a special experience, but like, you know, you don't let it define your entire existence. Um, yes. And then Will is like, well, I mean, I'm, he, eh. we, he, he reflects on his past and is like, my life is a lot better now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just want to, it to like, you know, I want us to get married while the kids are here because I'm worried they won't come back. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, okay. So the next scene, it's all about Joe's boner. Oh, yes. Joe, that is the scene. It's here. We're at physical therapy. And um, listen, it's not as bad as you think. <laughs> no, which that's the thing. Joe is doing PT to Quinn. Like he's getting, yes. getting into those legs. Um, but so he's like pushing like I'm sure people know what we're talking about even if they haven't seen the episode where like you know you push someone's leg up while they're lying down and you have to like get really like you have to get behind it and kind of give it some force um yes um and Quinn feels Joe's boner yes it happens and um then they he stops touching her and they have a chat yes (laughs) which this actually gets like so Joe is very complimentary towards Quinn but oh it's I loved this scene yeah. actually I thought it was really good yeah. like he's like listen let me be your eyes the way that uh like your ch- chair is your legs I don't know <laughs> that that's what kind of falls down a little but no it's but that but that's like the yeah. isn't that the analogy they draw yes like, no yes it is but um he's essentially telling her to stop shitting on herself so much yeah like he, he, he if he had to describe her in one word perfection oh hell yeah bitch <laughs> like damn joe oh. uh and joe's like listen uh i'm into you but i don't know if i can do anything sins the flesh i'm a christian yes uh and yeah i don't know it's uh it's sort of a sexy scene i would say well overall it, it's a uh, very very dramatic yeah it is interesting i i when i rewatched it i did like how they did this thing where joe tells Quinn, like you're saying, he's like, well, I can't, like, I, I don't know how to feel um, about, you know, going, like, the distance on this. Um, and Quinn <laughs> is like, well, would you, like, 
her, she says something about his faith, and then he's like, or she says, oh yeah, like a, like asking him to get rid of his faith or whatever. Yeah, she, like do you would you yeah would you want me to change my faith at all? And Quinn is like, oh never, of course not. Well, because remember these are they're both members of the God Squad, Sam. Yeah, I I remember it being Quinn is like, um, would you pick your faith or would you pick me over your faith? And he says, I don't know. And mm-hmm. and then you're right. He's like, "Is that a problem?" And she's like, "Not at all. Um, it's nice to know that there's something that can't be lost in the world or something." Which, yeah. yeah. Uh, and then they close off their conversation with like being like, "So what are we?" Joe's like, "What's going on here?" And Quinn's like, "I don't know. Something new," which yeah. is interesting. It's like a nice way to end the scene. I think that was that's actually some resolution. Good job. Yeah, they finally instead of just. <laughs> Instead of just <laughs> fucking uh, Joe being like, uh, so what is this? What's going on here? And the scene ending. Like, yeah, it just like <laughs> zooms in on Quinn's face and she's like. <gasps> <gasps> <laughs> but no, it's, it is very so good. So the next scene, we're back at the lockers. It's the final locker chat, everybody. We made Thank it. Thank God. <laughs> uh, yes. Clayne Kurt- is. Clayne. Clayne, though. Clayne, though. They're, they're doing their thing. Yeah, it's it. They're, I forgot how cute they are. We hadn't seen them be like nice to each other in a little while, so this is nice. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Blaine comes up to Kurt. He calls him a Russian czar as a compliment, which I think it works. Sure. Um, and uh, Blaine suggests that they blow off glee practice this afternoon to so go have can, sex so they can blow off each other if you know what i mean yes um, but no uh, that is definitely what is implied <laughs> uh and you know what glee yeah okay i'm here for it well i've been watching okay listen i've been watching like a uh, an anime recently okay. about swimming and oh. it's like so queer baity it's terrible yeah so having something being like actually gay just yeah oh my god it's so refreshing (laughs) yeah Uh, no maggie i think isn't that how you have to write animes about swimming though is they have to be mm. queer baby like by definition but like why not just have them be gay i don't know that if if you do find a swimming anime that it's just about people that are gay you need to hit me up but uh, (laughs) i will i'll you know i'll be sending you that link so we go to the we end up they end up being like no we should go to glee practice we don't have that many left apparently Uh, apparently glee isn't always mandatory um yeah because blaine is like oh like everyone is off doing these other things we should just blow this off yes (laughs) uh like a little demon on Kurt's shoulder. Come on, let's not do this thing that we <laughs> that we told we told everyone we'd do. Uh, yes. Uh, so we go to Glee practice itself. Mercedes and Artie are singing to each other, mm-hmm. and I got this is pretty nice. Yeah, it's um, uh, my love is your love. Um, and yeah. more couples enter as the song progresses until it's like the full ensemble. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, Will does creep a little bit, which is gross. Yeah, the Will creeping. But uh, yeah. I, and I, I guess like we're supposed to think that either they're all finished with their individual tasks and came to Glee Club, or they all, blew they them all off, like Maggie. ditched everything. Yeah, I mean, Maggie, they don't have many of these left. There's only 42 days left of the year of the school year. Honestly, listen, if there were only 40 day, 42 days between me and my national show choir competition you know i'd be going to every single practice what are you saying well 
but that's funny because Rachel says there's 42 days left and says and half, half of that, that is for nationals. Half of that is going to be practicing for nationals. What are you saying? What are they doing? They should be practicing for <laughs> nationals right now. Why aren't they doing the all the numbers they did last week for nationals? Yeah, I mean, they're not doing those it's, numbers, though. Um, it's vintage. Yeah, so we see them dismantling the locker memorial during this number. And now, like, at yes. the end, like, there's a little bit where the number's over. And, like, this is when we figure out it's Kurt's locker because he puts back up all of his own pictures. Did you did you guess correctly, listener? Well, of course you did. Because Sam I told said you at the it. Yes. beginning of the episode, we spoiled it. <laughs> Just like Glee, with uh, you know this whole concept of a of a memorial. <laughs> they just spoiled. Whitney's tempos. Yes. Um, so yeah. uh, that's the episode, though. They end on a song. Nicely done, Glee. Let's get to the. Um, I get so podcast business, baby. <laughs> I don't know about that. Um, let's see. What's another one? Uh, How will I podcast business? But it's a metaphor. And metaphors are important. Gold stars are important because gold, gold stars, stars are, are a metaphor for, for me being, being a star. star. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> Thank you. Yes. How will I podcast business? How um, how I get so podcast business. I'm saving all my love for the podcast <laughs> business. <laughs> so as as per usual, we're gonna go through. We're gonna give a gold star, a best number, and a rating for this episode. I will start us off here with our gold star. I'm giving mine to Blaine. You know that pouty. Hell yeah, Mister Pouty Face over there. Just so good. Such a good performance from Blaine on this episode. I gotta say, I completely agree. Uh, I am also giving my uh, my gold star to Blaine. Uh, yeah. However, I, I do have two special mentions. Britanna, sure. who are adorable this episode. Yep. Their number together is great. And the Joe and Quinn, but they are, they're also good contenders for gold star, I think. Yeah. They're, uh, they, their scenes are good. Okay, Um, I cannot give Joe a gold star based on the in your pants feelings conversation. Sorry. Um, Sam is the one who used that wordage. Um, Joe was just trying to get like honest advice. He's an honest guy who just wants to know I, what to do because he's was a homeschooled weirdo. I will say that I do like Joe out of, out of most of the characters right now, especially the ones that we know are going to be here after graduation. I do like Joe. Of course I love Blaine, but like, I think I think maybe if we could actually... I know the show's not going to do this because it can't, um, but if we could just mm-hmm. get rid of all of those seniors, like, man, this show could be something new, you know? <laughs> but Sam, what about the seniors? What's going to happen to I them? I don't care. And that's how season four is going to shake out, is that the show can't decide <laughs> what stories are most important, and it all becomes a jumbled, horrible mess. Uh, <laughs> Yay! So, <laughs> Yay! But that. yes, Blaine gets gold stars, Yes. From both of us. Now we're going to do best number. Um, it's How Will I Know for the first one. I Want to Dance with Somebody by Britanna. Saving All My Love for You by Joe and Quinn. Um, that one is, I don't know about that one. <laughs> uh, so Emotional by Rach Tana is next. And Oh My God. Um, so the next one is It's Not Right, But It's Okay. Oh man! <laughs> yep, and then I heard Blaine say it in my head as I. <laughs> it's oh not right, but it's okay. <laughs> but it's okay. Uh, uh, then there's I have nothing, and my love is your love. Yes. Um. 
I mean, we might need to start getting less biased readings of the songs, Maggie. Um, what do you mean? You don't like my editorializing? I do. It's Rude. just it kind of really takes the wind out of my sails when I decide that I want to dance with somebody is the best number. Yes, I think you're right. I think you're right. However, uh, because you're giving yours to I want to dance with somebody, I'm giving mine to So Emotional. I On, on the ground of... Whitney Houston's memorial. I cannot do that, but I am glad that you enjoyed it. <laughs> um, yeah, I feel like it's just weird. I feel like if they had done that in just like a normal episode, I would have been fine with it. But like, it's so weird that you're doing a memorial to someone and you decide mm. to like change the song, like fundamentally. I, I mean, I don't think it's all that bad. Like, it's sort of like an interpretation of it. Like, it's. Yeah. I don't think that's. I don't think that's, like, too disrespectful. I think it's just, you know... I don't even think it's really that disrespectful. It just comes off as weird. It's just a weird Mm. choice to make when you're doing a memorial. It's like... It's like going... Glee... Yeah. Glee is into the weird choices these days, Sam. They're trying to... They're throwing all the spaghetti at the wall, being like, this has gotta work. Uh, Yeah. And I don't know if it does. It's it's like being at Shakespeare's funeral and reading his sonnets as beat poetry. You know? Like... Oh, I love that, though. (laughs) Hell yeah. But, like, that's not a memorial. That's, like, your own thing. Like, you're just making it about yourself. (laughs) Whatever. Anyway, Uh, along those lines, let's move to the rating. I'm giving this episode three out of five slushies. Okay. It's it's a strange one, folks. It's just, like, it's not terrible. It's just also not great. Like, oh. I am giving it two out of five slushies. There were too many locker chats. (laughs) I... I am not feeling um the this like claim cheating plot yeah, line. It's yeah. it's not great because all I want is gay love all the time. I don't want them to argue. It makes me upset. Yeah, my bit uh, the big thing here, the Wemma storyline is awful. Like Will is a really yes. bad person. Like I don't know if it's we true. emphasized it enough, but there is a scene where he stops Emma from like bringing up serious and real like concerns by kissing her, which is eh, not yeah. not something I like. Um, um, and he's also like lying to her in a way because he's not telling her why he wants to move the wedding for real. Right. Um, which he might not even know himself, but like he also he doesn't realize it. But it's like I don't know, sort of a convenient thing if that's the case. Yeah, he like, also he... doesn't have human emotions, so who knows? Um, 